Uh, hello, this is John Krasinski, Pittsburgh Soccer Now. Welcome to another edition of Sounding Off on Soccer. Tonight, I am going to be joined by members of Steel City FC, the local club here in Pittsburgh uh, in on the men's, their senior men's side, compete in the NPSL. And this past year, they had an unprecedented season in 2023. And one of the things that they earned um, by advancing all the way to the Midwest Regional Final, as well as winning the Great Lakes uh, Division, they earned a spot, an automatic a bid to become uh, to, to participate in the United States Open Cup for the first time. So I'm going to bring on a few members of the Steel City FC. We're going to address that. Of course, the United States Open Cup has been mired in a bit of controversy. Uh, we're still waiting to find out what the final field will look like, what this final schedule will look like. I mean, we'll go over that. The uh, Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup uh, tournament is the longest-running knockout tournament in the United States. Uh, you know, it includes – it's an Open Cup, so it includes all of uh, teams from, you know, different amateur divisions, uh, teams like the NPSLs, uh, you know, the Steel City FC, of course, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds made their big run last year in the Open Cup and been participating for nearly – most of their 25 year existence, uh, of course, the major league soccer teams, and they're the ones holding out. They're the ones holding everyone hostage as one headline uh, put it this past weekend. And we're waiting to find out what the, when the shoe's going to drop, what's going to happen here as far as the schedule, what it's going to look like. Uh, the first round is scheduled to be slated for uh, Tuesday, March 19th, between news Tuesday, March 19th and Thursday, March 21st. And of course, Steel City FC will be in the field as long as the tournament uh, moves forward, which, again, we did get word from ESPN's uh, Jeff Carlisle um, on Monday that, you know, preliminary plans for the 2024 edition of the Open Cup have been approved by the subcommittee of the U.S. Soccer Federation Board of Directors uh, through the though the tournament likely will not look like recent editions as uh, a source uh, told Carlisle and the United States Soccer Federation uh, source, apparently. So so that's kind of where we are. And now, but local clubs like Steel City United have been getting armed and ready, getting ready to go uh, to participate in their first ever Open Cup. Uh, I'm just dying to hear, kind of get their feedback, get their find out what, more about what's going on. Uh, with Steel City FC as they prepare for their Open Cup experience. All right, we're back here on Sounding Off on Soccer. Uh, I've got the crew from Steel City United with me, Tom Overdeen uh, and Ed Ellsworth and Nikki Kolarik, the three of you. Welcome aboard. It's great to have you here. Cheers, John. Great to be here. Yeah, great to be here. <laughs> yeah, love it, love it. Exciting times right now. Well, and there's some uncertainty is one of the key words that I've been using uh, as we look ahead. We're, we are less than a month because March 19th was the first of the, you know, somewhere between March 19th and 21st. The first round of the U.S. Open Cup is supposed to kick off. As of now, we have not heard much from U.S. Soccer Federation since, really since... I mean, officially since uh, December. So, mm -hmm. uh, so 
from Steel City FC's standpoint, would you like to bring us up to speed? You know, we're obviously aware of what's swirling around, and I, I introduced this podcast by talking about uh, where we are in terms of what we're waiting for. But from your perspective and what, what's going on on your end and preparing mm -hmm. for this Cup, um, just bring us up to speed. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll start with, with this. So um, it's, it's an interesting one because we've been waiting and trying to get our act together to, to plan which which day we're going to be playing and who we're going to be playing and we can get onto that. But then um, it, it was just getting delayed, delayed, delayed. And then the, the Twitter rumor mills begin and um, we've just been wondering kind of when we would, would hear on it. And now uh, I think the most, the latest result is that the, there's going to be a different version of the cup as it stands right now. And uh, maybe a limited amount of MLS teams involved. Which is, you know, super disappointing because this, this is the exciting story that we're trying to tell here, and a lot of the reason why we we're doing what we've done, and 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 um, you know, going down this path of uh, you know, of of doing the first teams and um, you know, getting ourselves into the hat for for this competition. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely a, an interesting time. Yeah. And like, yeah, it, you look at this and, and this competition obviously predates all of us here, MLS, you know, so in the previous leagues, the NASL and just going down the list. This is kind of the heart of who we are, uh, th this competition as a U.S. soccer community. It's uh, literally the most democratic competition in the country where anyone that can put a team and register and go and play and see how far you can take your your, your crew. And so... It is kind of a, 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 I think, a real uh, inflection point in U.S. soccer's uh, uh, history of what, who's going to dictate the future. Uh, we can have discussions about, uh, you know, things like pro-rel and closed systems, and that's fine. That's the path that MLS has taken. But having a closed system where only MLS dictates the rules to U.S. soccer, well, that's a different discussion, and I don't think that's right. And so the fact is, is that right now, um, I think it's going to take all of us to like all of us. There's a steel city and every little community has a team that wants to be a part of this competition. We also all have to raise our voice and to really state how important this competition is, not just to the, the top end of the, the, the sport, but to the grassroots and to the communities uh, all over this country. And Nikki, any thoughts in terms of how you've been just observing what's going on outside? Yeah. Training complex, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, like Thomas said, the, the Twitter rumor mill I was on for a couple of days looking into that, and that was pretty disappointing. I have some uh, thoughts about MLS, but I'll keep that to myself, I guess. And yeah, just uh, really buzzing to get after. We've been training like three times a week with uh, Coach Brower and the boys, so getting ready for the tournament. And obviously, it's big for the club. I think it's a big step forward, and we're excited to be in it. And for me individually... I think it's going to be my third or fourth time playing in it as an older player now. I mean, I don't know how many more chances I'll get to do this. So it's it's obviously awesome and we're looking forward to it. Yeah. And Tomo and, and maybe Ed, uh, can you comment in terms of the club communication with U.S. soccer? Has there been any kind of communication at this point? Um, not yeah, there's not been a ton. Like we've been working on just trying to um, get a, a stadium that meets all the criteria and 
um all of that that kind of stuff and getting that ready um that's been you know the main piece and then you know just the people that i know the, the other the owners and directors that um are in the same boat i've just been connecting with those guys and been like hey have you is it normal that we have we haven't heard by now and you know they're like yeah something something's up because we we would have normally um known by now who 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 were going to be playing and um you know i i yeah there's a there's just when you look into like where this kind of begins you know there's a lot kind of going on here and you know to do with the professional league standards that were you know set by us soccer when um you know america got the world cup and then you know part of that deal was to set up a league and um you know part of the standards that us soccer set for mls was that you know they had to compete in all of the you know all the competitions and then eventually they've created so many more competitions that they want to now get rid of one that they don't see as quite as important and the reality is with this one is that it's the one piece of you know the the one one competition that is similar to all the other world's competitions when it comes to football so um for them to kind of um try and bin this one is kind of telling and you know a little bit disappointing for sure you know especially you know we we understand that you know to go up the leagues you have to kind of um reach certain criteria and have a financial uh, you know success to that but um you know at least this competition has you know a little bit of like that says that democraticness about it yeah and then from our, our yeah. standpoint like i've been working under uh brower on these uh just helping a little bit on these sessions like it just came back from one today and uh Guys are just going. It's business as usual, right? It's full speed ahead. Uh, you know that when when that that name appears across from us, when we get into that, that whoever that name is, that just doing everything this so that we're best prepared, so that mm. when that competition's ready to go, that we're we're ready right out of the gates. Yeah, and it's nice. I mean, like the the competition has challenged us in many ways because you know our summer team. You know, obviously this is like a a summer league that we qualify through, so it's like a. a you know two or three month season um but you know you know some of the people on twitter you know say that you know necessarily colleagues like that shouldn't necessarily qualify but a lot of the clubs that we work with also operate in the other nine months as well um and you know that's the path that we're starting to you know go down and the nice thing for me is that i you know is one of the directors is that like the nature of it is forcing us to have to bring the academy guys through and um mm. that's that's the really exciting thing for me because that's been the part of you know trying to develop this model and and then link it to adult football is that's that's the bit that you want to see is some of these these lads um you know going against the quote-unquote pros so that's what we're truly gonna really have is a fusion of people with really bad moustaches like Nicky and then some <laughs> lads with uh, drawn on moustaches or a little, little bum flap on, <laughs> on their upper lip as well. So, And and we're talking about mid, I guess, yeah, we're talking mid-March here. In terms of roster, you're training, but I know you have guys that were part of college programs too, and they're training with their college teams. Uh, what, 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 Explain that dynamic and, and and what do you think that that your 18 looks like in terms of which players are is it are there going to be any current enrolled college players uh, as part of this team or how, how will that work? 
Okay, do you want to answer that? Yeah, I'll take that one. Um, yeah, I think we might at the moment have maybe three or four college players that'll be on the 18. But I think, like Tomo said, obviously it's unfortunate that a lot of our Division One guys can't play in, in the tournament because of that. I think NCAA rules are something along those lines. They're training with college. But um, I think we're lucky as well to have such a good group of older guys involved in the program and then the academy kids. I mean – The academy kids, there's probably at least 18 of them that have been training with us. And really, they all have such good attitudes and they're all good players and willing to work and learn. And they've impressed me and I'm sure they've impressed the coaching staff. So that's kind of what it looks like now. I'm sure in the 18, it'll be a mix of guys like myself and then some academy kids as well. So should be a good little mix and fun to get to play with them. Well, and opponents, too, I'm sure, are all scrambling. There's 32 teams that were, well, that anticipated that would be in part of the first round. Those 32 teams, 11 of those are qual local qualifiers. Uh, the one National Amateur Cup, uh, the UPSL Spring Champion, uh, the other seven teams in the NPSL, and then 11 USL League Two. So I think a lot of the teams in the first round are really all in the same boat. And I, we could talk about opponents, potential opponents, but um, I, I, I think that it, it's pretty level playing field, I would think. Yeah, that's why it's so big. Uh, the, the, this, this project that we've all undertaken here of, uh, um, you know, uh, Tombo's uh, coined that phrase stronger together. And it really is it has been the case is that um, years back, any one of the, the these smaller clubs wouldn't have really been able to undertake this project. But to have uh, such a, a, a depth of players beneath your adult uh, players that really they're stepping in and it's not like teaching them the, the system. It, it's already the system is the system, whether eight or 38, <laughs> the system is the system. And so they just work their way through. And so that has helped um, that you're not uh, creating a new language, you're not creating a new environment. All, all the staff's doing and all the players are doing is just building on, uh, on principles that have been key tenets of the club to begin with. And Nikki, I mean, on top of that, the system is the system. How important is it uh, that you and the older players that have been part of this, that from the beginning, uh, how important it is, is it to see this and to see that the academy kids kind of, they have to buy into it. They're part of the program. No. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome to see. I mean, like Tomo said, we, the club is trying to build this, I guess, to get them into like the adult soccer league and get them ready to play at a higher level. And I think it's already like apparent that they're ready. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, everybody just looks so good. All the Academy kids, we have a couple, even like 15 and 16 year olds uh, training with us. And I remember one of the coaches was like, yeah, that kid's 15. And I was like, what? Like unbelievable talent. So, I mean, it, it's just been unreal. And obviously us older guys have been leading, but the academy kids are really mature and have like stepped forward and also led at times as well. So it's very good to see. Yeah. And without right. that carrot at the top, it's very, you know, like the, the system only works like, you know, that the, the tier above drives the next tier above and, you know, or sorry, underneath the, the next tier underneath. And that's the nice thing about it now is that, you know, a lot of these older boys that, um, you know, would get to the, you know, the top of their, their, their community, their club that they're with, they kind of just take the foot off the gas and they're all, oh, I'm the, you know, I'm the best in it, you know, but now it's like, all right, I've got to 
knock Nicky Kolarac out of the spot, you know. So that's the the, you know, the next you know the next step and the next challenge. And you know the reality is with the first team, the first team and the club is about putting the best players that you have available. You know, uh, you know tiers above us, they'll go out and buy a player, for example, or you know. And but at our level, you know, we 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 haven't got the the players at the moment because a lot of our players are out. So the next players get their chance to step up. And I think, I think we'll have a lot of players kind of, um, you know, surprise a few, you know, a few people at the level that they can play at. So I'm, that's, that's the bit I'm excited, really excited about. Now, have you looking at that list of 32 teams, do you know who's out there? It's mm. going to be a regional draw. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So just, uh, has to share the teams. I've I'm sorry. Do you want me to share the teams here? Please. Okay. Can you uh, can you see that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Can you see that? All right. Is, is that there? All right. Well, we're looking at a list right now of all the teams in the uh, the thirty two teams, and uh, you know I'm looking at the breakdown. Additionally, as you have, as I said earlier, you have the amateur teams, and um, you have the NPSL teams, uh, and you have uh, a, a whole yeah, pretty long list. You have the USL two teams, but the teams that are you know close in terms of proximity are really going to be the ones that we're looking at potentially yeah. for. Uh, could it be Westchester United? Could you stay in NPSL, or would they? They probably would take you guys out of the NPSL group and look at well, what you know the USL two teams, but I don't see too many that are that are that close. Um, yeah, you know. It's it's uh, an and then, interesting conundrum. I'm at your cup team. From yeah. my experience, um, I'm pretty sure as an MPSL club, we're not allowed to play against another NPSL club in the first round. Right. So right. Westchester is knocked out. And right. I'm pretty sure the two that obviously regionally look like we're going to get is either Christos or the German club from Philly. Yeah. Christos from Maryland, I believe, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And who was the other one? I'm sorry. Uh, Verizon. I, they're a German club from yeah, Philly. They're this amateur. One. Okay. I don't even want to try and pronounce yeah, that. Yeah, I, I messed it up. No. So. Yeah. Varying gun. That's the noise you make on a Friday night. Uh, they're from uh, they're from Eastern Pennsylvania and War, War Minister, uh, as far as I can see here. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. a youth club like us. They're, they're, a youth, they're, they're a youth club like us, and you'll see them in youth competitions as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they they are in the United Soccer League of Pennsylvania. Um, they were founded way back in 1931. Uh, so, you know, they've been around a long time. Uh, they played in Open Cups uh, in the 90s and 2002 and 2020. And um, so, you know, there's, a, there's definitely a history there. And it's one of the great things about the Open Cup, isn't it, guys? Yeah, it is. Um, speaking of the Christos FC team from Maryland, who we could get, I want to say when I was on the Riverhounds a couple years back, they made a run as an amateur team. I think they won four games as an amateur team and ended up playing DC United in like the fourth round or something. So, yeah, it's Christos a run like them. There's definitely history with Christos. I remember them recently. I believe it was. There was another local club that was trying to qualify. It wasn't Tartan Devils. It was another local club. And they had um, 
to compete against Christos in the qualifying rounds. Um, but yeah, they also Christos does have a, a history in in the Open Cup um, and in the National Cup, Open uh, Amateur competitions as well. Um, they, uh, I guess, they've launched a partnership with FC Baltimore as well. Um, and but now they're in U- League Two, as far as I know. So is that right? Or they were in League Two, but yeah. yeah so I mean. It, Oh, hey, look, part of tournament play, right? And you guys are probably used to this since you've been in youth level uh, and coaches, you deal with this all the time is a lot of times you're not going to know your opponents all that much. Uh, you're just going to play your game. The yeah. biggest thing you can fix is yourself, right? <laughs> so oftentimes the best scouting that you can do is the self-scouting. If you're, you know, so yeah, uh, Christos and, and uh, some of these other teams, uh, you, you, you keep an eye on them. You, you obviously uh, mine for information that you can. But the reality is the biggest gains you're going to make are just on what within your own program and your own team and making sure that you're as adaptable and productive as possible when that team comes across, uh, comes on the field with you. Yeah, exactly. And then if we, you know, win that game, then – you know, we know the next game will definitely be against the Hounds because that's when the USL teams enter in. And then it's, you know, the next matchup will be a regional, you know, whoever is the closest. And, you know, that would be definitely the closest, I think. <laughs> well, you're, I don't know if you're making guarantees or if that's been, you know, I, of course, I think that's something that everyone would hope to see, would, would want to see. Um, and, you know, I, I think the Riverhounds are, are really looking forward to getting back into the tournament. Uh, of course, they had a lot of success last year in, in terms of going a long distance. But, um, yeah, I mean, both, you know, Nikki, you've been there. You've been on both sides of it. Uh, but being a, the underdog and being, a, you know, an am, uh, with a club like this uh, and also playing with the Riverhounds and playing against, you know, teams that you're supposed to beat uh what what's that like in the open cup yeah it's interesting i have experienced both um when i played for the michigan box and pdl back in the day which is usl2 now we actually beat a usl team and then played an mls club this was back in like 2013 and then my second year in the riverhounds we actually lost in the second round to an amateur team so i've seen it all and yeah i think it's just more like what ed was saying is Obviously, you keep an eye on who you're playing and you respect your opponent, but really, if the coaches are preparing you the right way and your mindset's good and you buy into the system, uh, I mean, that should be the recipe for success to win this, uh, at least the first couple rounds, I think. One of the interesting things, too, about this time of year for clubs like the Riverhounds is they're they're still trying to figure it out. They've got a lot of guys that that are really new playing with each other. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, I think just going back from my time, obviously, I think it is tough to gel as a USL club at the beginning of the season just because of that turnover rate so high every year. Um, At least I, I like to think that. And when I was at the Hounds, I think that was a little bit of an issue at times was we weren't clicking until mid or later season just because of the turnover rate. So, yeah, maybe we'll catch the hounds in the second round and hopefully make some noise. I don't know if, if that'll happen because I don't know if the draw will come, but um would love to just get a game against them. I think it would be great for obviously our club and just the city as a soccer I, in whole, you know? 
It's it's my understanding that the the rounds are will be done regionally, like so it will be done geographically um, after the first round. Well, what I'm wondering is if if there's because of the MLS changes, if there will be any changes in terms of maybe moving the USL championship teams back to the round three or how yeah, that true. might there's still a lot of unknowns uh, nobody really quite knows yeah that's for sure that is for sure yeah all right guys well uh it, again between now and march what do things look like uh, i'm sure we're going to hear we're going to we're going to get the schedule soon uh but what are things going to look like uh for the program moving for uh into preparation for the u.s open cup well right now i'll tell you what uh, it's it's full steam ahead uh, the, the, the coaches are, put, are putting together, um, some incredible sessions right now. The, the guys are just really, um, they're working on and off the field, uh, extensively at, at the end of the day, uh, there's a lot of excitement. You know, we have our youth players, we had our, our tens, 11s, 12s, 13s, all walking on the field right after the training session today. And they see these guys, there's a lot of, and just really excited asking them, do they know who they're playing? So there, there's a lot of excitement right now at the club of just finding out, when and where do we have to be at to support the the the, the team? And so we're going to have a big turnout. I know that. Yeah, I don't know, Nick, if you want to talk about that in terms of the conversations you've had with the players and just getting into that mindset to prepare for this. Yeah, yeah. We're all obviously super excited and ready to go. Um, The past couple of days, we've obviously been in like a big group text wondering if it's going to happen or get canceled. And obviously it got the go ahead. So we're all buzzing for that. And like Ed said, we're training probably three times a week and then also doing our own stuff on our own to stay fit and, you know, weightlifting program and everything. Um, yeah, everybody's super excited. I mean, obviously last year when we qualified, that was one of our goals was to qualify for the open cup and we did it. So yeah, we're just ready. We're going to be plugging away at training and just hopefully keep reaching the next step. And, uh, yeah, we'll be ready to go either the nineteenth or the twenty-first. So, I I do think there there is just still more to play out when you know from a political perspective. Um, when it comes to you know the, this event, um, and the way that it's you know, the way that it's going. I mean, I think whatever happened, you know, whatever happens here is a big moment for the game in 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 the states. Um, I think that you know once precedent is set. You know, there's there's already you know cases and you know going on in different parts of uh, the country right now, which which will be Im impacted by this. And you know, you've got a lot of lawyers and things like that. I'm sure in the background and, and advising. So you know, it it it's going to be a really interesting time. Um, but we're going to have to be ready to pivot for sure. But we're good at that. Well, I'm ready to pivot with you i'm ready to uh you know get the news uh and share that with everybody in terms of what you know what the this tournament format will look like officially in 2024 so u.s soccer kind of holding uh they hold the balls in their court right now and they'll be uh, hopefully sharing something in the coming days uh everyone's just sort of waiting uh for that so guys thank you so much for joining me uh this has been great uh and I definitely will be we'll be in touch and uh not only myself but some of my colleagues at pittsburgh soccer now uh will stay in touch and we'll be in touch 
in terms of U.S. Open uh, preparation coverage. And then, of course, covering, uh, you know, hopefully wherever you go. Uh, it, it, oh, that I, one question I, I think I should I need to ask before we move forward, forward any uh, further. Any chance for a home match in the first round or is that did you guys not bid for that? Yeah, we have applied for the home home yeah. game. We've got um, Ambrose Urbanic Field um, booked tentatively for one of the days. So, like, that's our hope is that we would get the home game for the first round, um, you know, at, at Pitt's place and, you know, try and fill the place, which would be which would be fun and be exciting. And the weather's kind of cooperating on that perspective. So uh, we're getting some nice, fairly nice temperatures, which is good. So yeah, we if people yeah. want to come down, we would really, really appreciate um, you know, the support because um there is quite a lot that goes into into running lower league football and uh you know when it comes to the finances and um you know, just one thing I, I just thought of then, you know, like whichever whichever club lasts the longest in the amateur from the amateur groups gets a you know a, a pretty good size um payment so that would help you know fund the program um moving forward so, as well so that that's kind of like our you know our one of our you know one of our goals that we've set as a club to try and be that club um, hopefully and uh, the mls won't be taking 40 percent of your proceeds either from, from <laughs> I, I hear that. some of the numbers are hard up i think they need <laughs> i yeah. think those I mean, they, billionaires <laughs> need, yeah, based need a from little old steel city <laughs> based upon what we'll charge that'll be about 40 cents a ticket that they're gonna get so <laughs> all the best to them but i i will say though a ambrose would be a great venue for round one uh that's something we would all look forward to heck that would be awesome if it was round two against the river hounds uh as well yeah. uh, but uh hey, who we'll knows so, playing away in the second round <laughs> yeah all right. Again, thanks, guys. Uh, really great to have you on the podcast again tonight. And uh, we look forward to uh, what's to come. Thanks, John. Appreciate all you do for the city with the football. Awesome. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, so you John. Appreciate it.